everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic Wazubi. Today we're going to be talking about, I mean, the big news that's going around the community right now. Magic Arena getting into esports, finally. Magic trying, completely killing off the old system and ways of the Pro Tours and, turn, and changing them to Mythic Championships. And a lot a little bit more we got some topics of your own that you wish for me to discuss today so before we begin let's get some announcements out of the way magic Wazubi can be found on the following on itunes google play stitcher and TuneIn radio you can find me on facebook.com slash magic Wazubi, on twitter at magic Wazubi, on what is it uh where else can you fucking find me at oh my god i usually know this by heart oh yeah instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby uh, you can find me on youtube just search for magic with zuby and subscribe and like any of the videos up there maybe and then you can also check out my patreon at patreon.com slash magic with zuby uh we are also sponsored by legitmtg.com if you need any singles and you and your order is over two dollars or more you get free shipping that includes sealed and single products and then you can also check out manatraders.com they also sponsor us as well and if you use promo code mtgzubi on checkout you can get 15 percent off your first three months and that's mtgzubi that's mtgzubi at manatraders.com so definitely check them out so <clears throat> I guess let's just get right into it here. Um, how's it going, everybody? Me? Eh, not too bad. Had a had a really long work weekend, and it's I'm recording this on a Tuesday night right after Ten Street Hooligans, which is another podcast that I'm on, and um, it's been pretty pretty rough week. It's only Tuesday, and it's already been pretty rough for me. So I guess let's just get right into it. Let's talk about magic esports here um so magic esports so they just announced that they're going to be infusing 10 million dollars into i guess the pro scene of magic the gathering so we're going to go over a little bit here of what is exactly happening so they're no longer calling the pro tours pro tours anymore they're now calling them mythic championships with high pro prize pool high drama events at both magic arena and tabletop you'll be able to qualify for magic arena mythic championships by playing magic arena at home and then testing your skills against the stars and the magic pro league to claim your share of prizes and glory start building your skills and your reputation today by playing magic arena so now, I mean, you're still going to be able to qualify for the quote-unquote pro tour um, by still playing Magic Online with the, you know, Legacy, Popper, Vintage, and all that. But you can now also qualify for these kind of events on Magic Arena as well. Um, they're saying they will reward $500,000. Oh, each tabletop mythic championship in 2009 reward five hundred thousand dollars in prizes and i think if i read it correctly here somewhere that there will only be 32 players in the magic pro league so that means everyone will get paid who shows up to a mythic championship and they did announce that they were going to have six pro tours next year but now it's gone down to four uh one in cleveland in february then london in april barcelona in july richmond in november Another announcement they did say was, I think starting sometime in 2019, um, they're no longer going to be paying for pro players to fly out to the 
Mythic Championships. Uh, because before, if you qualified for a Pro Tour, they play they pay for your plane ticket. That's no longer the case anymore. It's probably them just trying to save money where they can, and you basically have to pay your pay your own way. Um, that sucks, but hey, what can you do? Um, but I'm just really concerned. So if I'm understanding this whole thing correctly here, there's only going to be 32 players at these Mythic Championships. That means. I guess, yeah, there there will be more money to be won overall if you manage to get it, but it sounds like it's almost going to be harder to get into the quote-unquote new Pro Tour now, um, if I'm understanding it correctly. Um, so, I mean, it is an exciting change. I'm glad they're just sort of tearing down the old-school Pro Tour, because forget it. Tear it down. Let it go away. Um and they're trying to do something new. I really feel like they're at a point right now. They really want to get into esports badly, right? They want to dive deep into esports because let's be honest, right now with the Grand Prix, even Star City Games and um, Pro Tours they have now, and even the World Cups and Worlds and all that. I mean, it's not that they don't get viewers. It's just... Let's be honest, I, and I've said this before many times, Magic is not an easy game to watch. It's not an easy game to watch at all. It's not very good as a spectator sport. Um, Magic Arena sort of helps curtail that. That It does make it easier for as a spectator to understand what's going on in Magic. Now, you may not understand as a spectator, you may not understand all the rules and all that stuff. I'm taking out my earphones. I forgot I still had them in. Um, but... You know, that doesn't mean, I mean, yeah, like I said, you're still not going to understand all the rules when it comes to Magic if you just play Arena, but you'll have a better understanding as to what's going on if you just watch Arena compared to paper. Um, so, like I said, this is exciting. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. And like I said, I think if this fails this year, like they don't get the return they want or the viewership or really the, you know, if it doesn't go well, I feel like Wizards is in a lot of trouble with their pro scene. It, this feels like a sort of last minute, last ditch effort for the higher ups to say, hey, we need to get something done or you. So basically, the, this is the way I think of it is they have they have arena. It feels like they've been really trying to push it out into production. I mean, it's an open beta right now, but they want it to release live. And <clears throat> I feel like that's going to be happening soon, probably early next year. It's going to go live um, out of open beta. And they had already had all these plans for 2019 for the Pro Tours and GPs and all that. But somewhere along the way, the higher-ups were like, no, we need to push Magic Arena now into competitive esports and get into that competitive esports money. And so this is sort of like their last-ditch effort. Like, if this doesn't succeed, I don't know. I, I What are they going to do at this point? I hope it does succeed for Magic's sake because I'd love to see the whole, you know, game grow. But, you know, I have... I want to say I'm relatively optimistic. I'm excited to see where it goes, but I don't know. I don't like it. It feels like a lot of the old guard of magic may, if they don't adapt, they're going to die out. Like if the pro players don't adapt to arena and actually try to, you know, become what is a top 32 of the world, they're going to die out and we're not going to see much of them. 
And, you know, I hope this becomes... I hope the esports scene kind of becomes similar to StarCraft. I want to see actual pro personalities because, let's be honest, most pros that are out there, they don't really have a personality and they're not exciting. And you, I mean, you, you have the really popular ones, right? Like Reed Duke, Owen Turtenwald, and, you know, whoever else, Paulo Vita, De Rosa. And, um, you know, the, they're popular, I know, because they put themselves out there, they put themselves forward into the community, but, you know, a lot of them just don't. And they, to us, they have no personality. We don't know them or anything like that. So I'm hoping we need something that's going to be not only high skill level of play, but we need something entertaining as well. We need to follow some stories. They tried to do that with the Pro Tour team series, but that sort of felt really lackluster and sort of fell through. Um, so I don't know. I'm excited to see this, and hopefully it goes somewhere. And yeah. So look forward to this in 2019. And um, hold on, this other article here and saying they announced the Magic Pro League. Um, and so another thing I was thinking about, and this is more geared towards content creators, and, and I'm not saying that content creation, I mean, I'm not saying that the old form of content creation is really going to die out. Um, but if us as content creators don't really adapt to this new magic arena world, we're going to be left at the wayside. I have a feeling. And I'm not saying like, oh, Commander is not going anywhere, right? Um, and a lot of the other niche formats like Modern, Legacy, Vintage, and Popper, they're not going anywhere. But with the if Magic Arena really starts taking off, and it already has, the influx of players are going to be more geared towards standard and you know, draft and sealed at that point. So us as content creators, we need to start, I don't know, thinking of ways to try to capture that audience. And this is just more geared towards them. And I don't know the two listeners that I have for that. So um, it's been something else I've been thinking about too. So before that, before they even announced that whole esports thing, um, there was this long article by a guy named, uh, by, someone named A.D. Jameson, or Jameson, um, titled An Open Letter to Cedric Phillips, Jerry Thompson, and the Pro Magic Community at Large. Basically, it's a very long article, but extremely interesting um, about how there was a while that Wizards was really trying to gear Magic towards the pro players, the pro scene, and how a lot of the cards were really complex, and there was a lot of... Ex- Magic was a lot more complex back in the what would he say the pro scene was what 2000 to 2007 or 2008 and then when the new world order started um, that's when magic the cards the complexity got less and less and also they you could tell that wizards was focusing more on casuals and that you know for a long time the pros just You know, I mean, we all know the problems with the pros where, you know, the pros aren't getting paid. And then Jerry Thompson, you know, sat out on Magic Worlds earlier this year um, to try to protest it. And, you know, and let's be honest, Magic Online, he talks about Magic Online, but it is not for a casual person at all. Um, And how Magic has really now geared towards for casual players. And, you know, I hope it stays that way. Um, and that the pros need to adapt and become more interesting personalities if they want to try to make that money, right? 
Um, and I've said this before, it's, God, I would not want to be a magic pro. Now, we're going to have to see how the lifestyle of a pro transforms with this new influx of money in this whole, you know, next chapter in the esports. But before that, why would you ever want to be a magic pro? I mean, it's just not lucrative unless you have a sponsorship, you know, buying you, providing you the cards and helping you with travel. It's not worth it. You're not making any money. And yeah, granted, I know not everything's about money, right? But you're, it's not like there's a lot of return on investment for becoming a magic pro. At least right now there isn't. And we don't, and like I said, we don't know what it's going to be like next year in terms of if you want to try to become a magic pro, but yeah. I've just always, I've never understood the reason why. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess if you're naive and ignorant to the the facts of what it's like to be a Magic Pro, that can be pretty enticing because you do get to travel the world and all that. But when you start getting into the nitty gritty of the facts and the cost of travel and just the overall investment of money and time, it's the return isn't there. At least majority of the time, the return, the the ROI is not there at all. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's been a pretty interesting week in terms of Pro Magic, and I'm excited to see where this goes next year. And, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, shoot me your thoughts. Uh, email me, mtgzb at gmail.com, and let me know your thoughts of this whole pro situation, um, you know, and this whole influx of esports. And, I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. I want to see where it will lead to and as i said i feel if wizards does not succeed next year they're gonna have some major problems coming up for sure all right so next we are gonna get into your questions here um i've got three people that asked me some questions here so first one is from cardsphere actually cardsphere.com check them out um what specifically has made this standard make so many people pay attention for the first time in years so if I had to answer that, I would have to say, one, the metagame is pretty interesting right now. There's a lot of viable decks. Now, even though if you look at the sort of standard metagame right now, Golgari still is in a high percentage of decks, up to 21% of the meta right now. Um, but that doesn't mean it's the best deck, right? Depend, Especially depending on the tournament. Um you know, Jeskai Control is still very viable. Boros Weenie, Selesnia Tokens, Is It Drakes, um, you know, Mono Blue Tempo, Mono Red still. And, you know, so, I mean, there's even this Dimir Control deck running around that that's pretty fun. I played a few games of it on Arena. But um, I think it, I think what makes it popular is one, it's an interesting metagame, first of all, and two, Maybe it's because Ravnica is back as well, too, and how popular Ravnica sets have been in the past, and that people are excited to be back in Ravnica could be the answer. Um, but I just think that the cards that are being printed right now are really fun, really powerful, and just, and let's be honest, standard is pretty cheap right now. I mean, relatively cheap right i mean they're still like top tier decks for three hundred dollars and um even though for some that may not be cheap but um you know or 250 for like a really good deck that's pretty cheap to buy into and you know play that for the rest of the season if you do trades and all that good stuff so i think that's what's really making 
a lot of people pay attention to standard because there's just a lot of interesting cards. The standard also doesn't feel exactly solved. I feel like there's still some other cards that could be looked at and maybe try to be messed around with. And especially, um, I know everybody's worried about the next Ravnica set, especially with Teferi being so good. Like, is Azorius going to get out of control next set? Because Azorius is going to be featured. But, you know... I think it's been, I've, I've had so much fun with this standard, and it's possibly also because Magic Arena is making a lot more people pay attention to standard as well. That could have a very big reason to do with it as well. So th those are my thoughts on it. Um, next is Young Corpse TV ask, when is the best time to pick up Magic Ultimate singles or ultimate masters um singles is it right now lily is 60 karn 50 cavern 50 goy 45 how low do they go um i'm not a big finance guy but if i had to guess uh right now would be the best time to pick up singles normally that's how it goes um when a set first comes out there the prices are going to be lower and then especially for a reprint set this is the best time because it's going to be an influx of singles loading in the market um I feel like they probably won't go any lower than they are. Um, I saw Engineered Explosives for 20 bucks, a Celestial Colonnade for 20 bucks. I mean, damn. Yeah, get those cards now while they're hot. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're one who wants to try to maximize value out of the singles, I'd probably wait until next month, maybe wait a month or two before trying to offload them for the, for the prices to go up a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a finance guy, and I'm not perfect. I could be saying the completely wrong thing as well. Uh, so Scott Campbell also asked, when is the time to pick up original prints of cards from Magic um, Ultimate Masters? Probably na probably the same time as singles from, you know, from the Magic Ultimate singles as well. Uh, now is the time to pick them up and get them. I mean, original prints do go down a little bit. I mean, they don't... They don't go down usually the same price as um, the reprints do, but you know these the original prints will go down a little bit. So I'd say now is the time to pick them up. So Scott Campbell also asked about the state of modern. What has been good for it this year and not so good? So what is it? What has been good for it this year? Um, it's definitely evolved and changed. I feel like. Every year, the format's getting faster. We've got Dredge now. What Hollowed one appeared this year as well. I mean, we've also got what Bant Spirits is becoming a deck now. Humans is still around, and um, it's probably going to stay that way for a while. And then now this year, we had the Crack Clan Ironworks combo, which is, you know, crazy fast, like a turn four combo win. I don't know how long that deck is actually going to last, though. But, um... And oh, and the Arclight Phoenix deck that's showing up in Modern. It's like things are getting a lot faster. Um, I mean, I feel like the Crack Clan's Ironworks combo has to go. I mean, if that's a turn four combo and they don't let they don't let that or they don't ban that, but they ban Splinter Twin, what is Wizards doing? I mean, come on. Um, it's almost the same kind of thing. I mean, I there's more pieces to the combo than Splinter Twin, but I mean. Same same thought, same thought pattern, right? Um, yeah, it's I don't know. It right now my deck of choice in modern is Blue Azorius Control, and I've been enjoying the hell out of that deck because I love Control to begin with, um, and that is a very slow deck. But I don't know. There's just 
modern's just getting faster. Is there any way to combat that? I don't know. Probably not because, and I know Wizards doesn't want to sacrifice standard for modern, so they're going to keep printing powerful, fun standard cards that is just going to, in some way, shape, or form, make a modern deck go faster and crazier. So, I mean, what's there to be done? Um, is there anything that is good happened this year? <sighs> I'd say Teferi. Teferi was a good thing this year. It's because me being a control player, Teferi just is the best three uh, costing cast Planeswalker out there right now. Um, that's what I would have to say was good. But yeah, that does about... That's about it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you all for your questions. I really appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep doing this. Where I ask you guys, you know, hey, for stuff to talk about, and I really enjoy this. And um, yeah, so I know this was a short episode again this week. Um, it's been work has been pretty insane, and it's just been it's been hard for me to even focus on episodes right now and just trying to get it done and in there. So thank you all for watching. Um, once again, I can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. You can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash if you wish to give anything to help support the show. And, and check out LegitMTG and ManaTraders.com. That about does it for me. Have a great night, everybody.